Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thanks to everyone who's been sharing the podcast on their Instagram. I say that in faith because no one's been sharing the podcast on their Instagram. (laughs) And I got so used to saying it that, you know, I don't know if I care anymore. I love you guys. You're awesome. I think every one of you has probably shared the podcast on your Instagram, some of you upwards of 20 times, which is amazing. I can't even believe you've gone along with it this long, to be honest with you. It's crazy. But thanks for listening. I'm just glad you're here. You know, I wake up in the morning and then I refresh and then I see, you know, usually the first thing I do in the morning is wake up, but I see that people have listened to the podcast Hey, we released a podcast this morning and 86 people have listened to it. 124 people have listened to the podcast. Who are these people that listen to this podcast that wake up and press play and they've listened to it before and they chose to come back? I'm excited that you guys are here. Bless you. We serve, man, we serve an awesome God. We serve a God who's wonderful. And really at this podcast, I wanted to just communicate what I'm feeling in my spirit about how good God is. In that he wants to do so much more for us that we're even, uh, I think, willing to believe him for. Isaiah 7, 9 says, unless your faith is firm, I cannot make you stand firm. We serve a God, according to Psalm 35, 27, that says he delights in the prosperity of his servant. You know, but when, when we don't extend our tent pegs, as it were, when we don't stretch out our tent pegs to believe the Lord for something, it limits him in what he can do for us. You know, uh, the more I spend time on social media, uh, I find that a lot of people make fun of brother Kenneth Copeland in the like religious Christian world. So I follow like meme pages and different things, but Kenneth Copeland catches a lot of heat. And so every time someone will post something like that, I'll all, I usually end up unfollowing them, but I'll always comment back, love brother Copeland, you know, love this ministry. Uh, and then there's always that concerned person. I was dealing with this today, this concerned person that's, no, he's a false prophet, he's demon-possessed, blah, 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 and this stuff. And I'll just go hard. You know, God doesn't want us, life isn't all about blessings. He promises blessings to everybody. Well, yeah, you, you find it difficult to find somebody who hooked themselves up with God who didn't get blessed in the crossfire. But so you have these the people who look at the word through this poverty mindset, and not just money-wise, but like, hey, we're just going through life and like we struggle and God allows hardship in our life and things are difficult. And they always use the same thing. God promised us suffering in this world. He promised us hardship in this world. And he did, but he didn't say it was going to be financial hardship. He said, you'd be persecuted for my sake. He said, you're going to be hated through the whole world by the whole world through my sake. He didn't say you're going to be broke, busted and disgusted for my sake. He said, I would actually give you back in this life a hundredfold with persecutions. So people just don't do their due diligence. And then there's this this mindset that comes across of, you know, life's a struggle, life's hard, and, you know, God keeps things from us because we've got this treasure in heaven. But God's looking to do so much more than that for us. And so your faith is actually allows you, it, it allows God to move on your behalf. We were listening tonight when Pastor Rodney preached, and he, he preached from uh, uh, Luke chapter 12, And it was verse like 31 and 32. And it said, um, it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. I mean, I just thought about that, that it's God's. He said, fear not, little flock. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. You have a father in heaven that loves you. The father himself loves you, John 16 says. And so God himself is, is intending and purposing 
to be a blessing to you, to increase you, to help you, to give you peace, to give you rest. God's intending and purposing to bring you to a place where things aren't difficult, to bring you to a place. I mean, there, there'll always be attacks. There's things that come away. But where life's not just a constant struggle, where you're stressed about everything, where you're worried, where you can roll and repose your works on him, where you don't carry weights and burdens that you don't need to. I know my wife did one on being stress-free, but but just to look at the goodness of God and understand God himself, the Father himself, Jesus said, the Father himself loves you. He said, when you ask him my name, I'm not even going to pray to the Father. I'm not going to ask him for you because he will hear you because you love me. And he, he the Father himself loves you. Man, this God that's looking to prosper his people, that if you'll allow him by your faith and begin to close your eyes and dream and say, Lord, you know, I see a day, things may be struggling financially, but I see a day, Lord, where you're blessing me with a brand new car. Lord, I see you sending me on an awesome vacation. Lord, you know where I'd like to go? I'd really like to go to, and you name the country. Lord, I'd really, I, it'd be awesome to go take a vacation in Hawaii. Lord, it'd be awesome when all this whole mass, stupid mass things cleared up. Lord, I'd love to go back to Italy. Lord, I see a day where you're, you're, you're blessing me beyond anything I can imagine. Lord, that the things that you bring, Lord, it's been so good now, but I know that it's just the beginning. Lord, I seek first your kingdom. Your kingdom's my number one priority. But Lord, I see a day, and I let myself comfort myself with these words. I see a day where I'm overflowing with the blessing of God, where I'm rich and I'm helping other people. Where Lord, Lord, I see a day where you enable me to buy other people vehicles. Lord, where I'm a, I'm a source of blessing for them. You know, and this might seem a lot. Here we are on this podcast talking about buying people cars, but you know, there's people on this earth. God's going to do it through somebody. Second Corinthians 9 and 8, I love this. And just the wording is so important. It says, and God is able. You know, God is able doesn't mean it's a guaranteed thing because it's up to us. There's our part. There's God's part. And there's always our part. It's the same with salvation. God sent Jesus. He did his part. What's our part? Listen, hear the word, and then respond. So with the blessing, there's God's part and then there's our part. What's the blessing? Well, he's made it available. God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That doesn't mean it automatically is. It means you access that. God is able to make all grace abound towards you. Every, the, the Amplified says, every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance, that you always having all sufficiency in all things would abound on every good work. There's things that God's looking to, you, to do. God delights in the prosperity of a servant, but there's people through the way they speak, through their mindsets, who don't allow God to bless them. I want to tell you, let God bless you. Allow God to bless you. You know, God wants to touch his people. He wants to fill his people with joy. You're not crying out to God to touch you and he's resisting you. It's just that you haven't figured out how to yield. That's all it is. I've been crying out to God to touch me for six months. No, you need to yield to the Lord. Some people, you know why people have a tough time receiving? A couple reasons. Number one, is people are double-minded. James 1, 5 through 8 says, says he that co- uh, talks about asking God for wisdom, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally and abrades not. And it says, but let him ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that, waves is as the wa- he that wavers is as the waves of the sea uh, tossed to and fro. Don't, don't let that man re- think he'll receive anything from the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So as you go in life, you have to first just make up your mind what you're going to ask the Lord for, and not waver off that. You know, some people don't get in agreement with their spouse, and then things suffer because of it, but some people can't even get in agreement with themselves. They're like, at one point, yeah, I'm believing the Lord to touch me, and then, you know, uh, 10 minutes goes by, and they're pressing in at a church service, and they're like, well, the Lord hasn't touched me, so maybe he doesn't want. People just never make, make up their mind. 
The second reason is people aren't in one accord. You know, the Bible talks about on the day of Pentecost, and then even in Acts 4, when they came back together and the place was shaken where they were sitting, where they prayed. And that's because they were all with one accord in one place. There's got to be an intentionality of, of, I'm going after this thing. And that's why camp meetings, these minister conferences are great times that you can come and just press in and say, Lord, tonight's my night. Really, any service at the river, you can come and do it. But but where you this is the purpose that I'm here for. The next reason is a lot of people... Um, are are just, they don't know how to yield. They don't know how to receive from the Lord. Receiving something from the Lord is something that you have to learn to do. You have to let the Lord touch you. you the people try too hard. That's what it is. They try, they try to receive. I've been trying to receive. Receiving, you know the word yield. Like if you're in a fight, if, if someone tells you, hey, yield, they're saying surrender, give up the fight. Hey, just like if you got somebody who like pins someone and they got the knife to their, the sword to their neck, the, the person will say, I, I, I surrender, I yield. And so yielding is a surrender to the Lord. Lord, I'm, I'm letting go. I'm just going to, Lord, whatever you want to do on the inside of me, come and do it. Come and burn on the inside of me. And then some people, according to James, the reason they don't get anything is because they ask amiss. You know, if your motivation is, is I want to fulfill God's call for my life, I want to accomplish what he's called me to do. This is what he's called me to do. That's the motivation. But if you're if you're as well, you know, I need to get a touch from the Lord because I want people to see that I'm spiritual and you've got a selfish motivation, that's not going to work with the Lord. Same with the blessing. Some people think the the fact that you're materially blessed is a sign of spirituality. It's not. You know, you, you can get blessed without the Lord's help. You can get blessed doing things the wrong way, being crooked about things. So people there's these reasons why people don't receive, but if all those things are in the clear and you're hungry for the Lord and you're yielding and you're just allowing the anointing, like let the anointing come and touch you. The Lord's looking for opportunities to fill you. He's looking for opportunities to bless you. He's looking for opportunities to do good for you. God delights in the prosperity of his servants. God's not looking to decrease you. God's not looking to diminish you. God's looking to bless you. And so when you keep that in your heart, that God, God's a God who brings people up. God's a God who who strengthens people. God's a God who takes worries and sorrows away. God doesn't want you carrying weights wherever you go. You know, if, if it's like Pastor Rodney always says, if you see a minister, you can tell what's really going on by looking at his wife. Because like if my wife was stressed out all the time, life is hard, you know, things are difficult. I never see my husband. He's never around, you know, the whole thing. If she, if she was looking taxed, you could tell, I'm I'm doing something wrong. There may be a smile on my face, but behind the scenes, there's something wrong. And so it's the same. We're representatives of God. So God is looking for you to just choose. I'm going to roll and repose my works on the Lord. I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to carry stress. I'm going to be a person of faith. I'm going to believe the Bible, but I'm going to be a person who sings, who rejoices, who enjoys life, who, who, yes, I go after the things of God wholeheartedly, but I enjoy life, that I let the Lord lift the heavy burdens, that I don't carry a weight and a sorrow all the days of my life. The Lord is looking to lift the burden off your shoulder. He's looking to get, to to ease the load on your shoulder. He says, come, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Come, come and, and uh, tuck under the wings of the Most High. Abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So allow the Lord to touch you. Allow the Lord to fill you. Allow the Lord to remove the heavy burden. Even today. Lord, I refuse to carry that. Lord, this is going to be the best, the best, funnest, most relaxed week, most impactful week. Lord, use me. It's not nothing I'm doing. 
Lord, I'm just available to you. Speak through me. Talk through me. That's the same thing. Speak through me. Talk through me. Speak through me. Talk to me. Lay hands. Heal through me. Set the captives free through me. <laughs> Let God use you. Let God touch you. Let God fill you. He's a good God. He wants to do more for us than we're sometimes willing to willing to let him. But let him use you. Let him fill you. Let him lift the heavy burden. I love you. God bless you. Uh, thanks for joining us. If you do want to share the podcast, great. If not, great. We love you. We'll see you on the next time.